What is up, entrepreneurs and business owners? This is going to be a special treat today on the Stronger Business Podcast. We are doing a two-part episode with the same guest. We're going to spread this out in two episodes. Part one is going to be how to grow a business around something you love, how to grow a business you love, how to start from scratch, build something awesome and something you love showing up doing every single day. Part two is going to be how to manage a business you love and how your business serves you, not how you serve your business. So all in a two-week span of the Stronger Business Podcast, we're going to learn how to grow something you love and manage something you love and keep it serving you, honestly, without screwing it up. Because entrepreneurs and business owners, we're as subject to screw what we build up as much as anything else happening outside of our control. My guest for this two-part special Stronger Business Podcast, he's a friend of mine. He's been a client for a long time. He's got so many awesome stories. He's a rental property owner. He owns a business he loves. He owns a business we would all love to own. He's uh, built a company called East End Explorer. It does all sorts of awesome stuff around kayaking and tours and camps and paddle boarding and boats and fishing. We'll get into that. He owns a brand called Paddle Happy, which, man, paddling happy, that's the whole side of like building something we love. We all want to go through life paddling happy. But for most of us entrepreneurs and business owners, we find that our business does not make us happy. It makes us frustrated. And we're going to learn how to do things a little different around that today. He's owned a staffing company at one point. He's a world traveler. He's, man, He's he lives in the Hamptons and Long Island part of the year. He's here in Athens part of the year. Amazing stories. We I could go on and on about all sorts of cool stuff. But let me introduce my man for this two part episode, Eric Wurtsberg. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Good to see you again. Dude, today is going to be awesome. We're going to dive into part one of building a business you love. You have built something phenomenal and awesome. It's continuing to grow. Demand is out of control. You love it. It's seasonal. You don't even have to work year round. <laughs> you figured out how to have a business, not only that's <laughs> awesome that you just get to work during the summers or for the most part during the summers. Tell us about East End Explorer. Tell me a little bit about your story of how you got there and how that thing started. And, man, honestly, like, how you built something you love. You're out on the water every day. You're teaching kids. You're around billionaires and their families out showing and showing experiences of awesome stuff. Like, everybody loves what y'all do. How did it end up this way? How did you build this? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um I, it was all intentional from the start, right? It was, yeah. And actually, it's funny because um, looking back and, and when I was in graduate school here at the University of Georgia, uh, I took this um, class at the forestry school, and we had to build a business plan. And I built a very similar business, but based in the Keys. No um, way. In the business plan. What? And, then, um, and I had totally forgot about it. And uh, and when I was talking to my wife Beth, and I was, she's like, "Well, did you even mention that business?" I was like, "You know what? I didn't even mention that. Um, I'd always had this idea of taking people out into nature." Okay. Um, had you been to the Keys before that? Yeah. yeah I've spent a lot okay. Of time so you love the Keys. The keys I love and you're the like... Keys. Um, and, and and but my roots are Long Island, New York. 
That's okay. where I'm from. That's where my my soul is. My my mom and dad's first date was clamming. Um, no that's where way. <laughs> they didn't make it much further, but <laughs> I came out of it. But clamming started it, um, and clamming is you know how I one of the ways I make my living. Sure. Um, wow, these so, roots go deep, dude. Yeah, my getting kids and people involved in nature and just showing them that it's safe out there and that it's a whole other world to be appreciated, respected, cared for. That's it. Um, I mean, it, you know, a couple years back we were on Cumberland Island, Beth and I, and uh, we were walking the jetty and there were some kids and I picked up a crab and showed them a live crab, you know, just what I do. It's just naturally just who you I are. Do. You yeah, just love yeah. doing that. I love it. All right. That's, no that, <laughs> that is what I wanted to tap into. You yeah. love that. When did you realize you love that? Both parts of it, the teaching and showing people awesome experiences and being on and around the water every day. And then how did you turn that into a, how did you turn it into a business? Because I think most people are like, I love doing this. I need to go make a shit ton of money yes. so I can afford to have a boat and do this on the I weekend. I thought that too. Okay, so that was your. I was. I known my whole life that I loved doing this. Okay, I had been discouraged from doing this (laughs) because, you know, nobody. There is no job description, and then even with a master's degree, when I go to reach out for uh, a job with some marine science outreach, there's a thousand applicants with more experience doing whatever than I had done. Getting the job was hard. The pay was minimal. I mean, it was it was it was very difficult. So, like an entrepreneur, created it, and that was it. It's like I, but I had other companies and other businesses that I thought were going to be my actual oh, so way to were, make money. So the business owner side was always there. You just thought it was going to be I need to go make money in exactly. another business so I can do what I love on the exactly. water with boats and all exactly. the other things. Um, Nature, so, conservation, wildlife, all of that. It's it's. Um, so I was just working for people. Okay. As a, I worked as a guide, and I mean, you know, I was making very little money. Yep. <laughs> and, um, but for me, it was about the service. It's like I wanted to continuously create better and better tours, better and better experiences. And when you you know you work with a company, you're kind of stuck in their parameters. Okay. So I did. So you saw to a way to make, make a better yeah. product. Oh, and that better product. The entrepreneur just, in you there. Yeah, and I just kept raising the rates. Um, you know, I, and so now my you know my time is valuable. We we charge a lot, but our tours are second to none. It's a very in depth personal tour with clients. It's just their family, just their group. And we go out in the marsh and we get hands-on with animals. Um, that experience, the children of the, I mean, our tours are three hours. Then the kids wanted more. That's when I was like, a camp. That's where, and that's when we steered so in that direction. So kept adapting and moving. And so we still do the private tours on the weekends. And then we run um, our Explorer Camp in the mornings, which is kayak-based. And this year we're implementing a fishing camp for the afternoons. So we'll be taking some of the older kids out on our tour boat fishing. Uh, and it's just because, yeah. It's, it's Man, I saw that <laughs> tour boat. I've seen the boat. Obviously, you showed me. We looked at sketches early on with, when it was about to be built. And it's it's awesome. I got so many awesome pieces to it. And, and I, I've seen pictures of it. But for the first time this week on social media, I saw it on a trailer. Mm-hmm. Dude, that thing is huge. 
huge. Yeah, yeah. It is massive. Yeah. I was blown away with the length of it, seeing yeah. it on that trailer. I'm like, oh, my God. So so let's dive into a little bit about what you do now. So you own some rental property here in Athens. Yeah. You spend half the year in Athens. And then summertime, you all pick up, go to Long Island, fully immersed in running East End Explorer um, there, the camps, the tours, all the things. Um well, tell me a little bit about that. When do y'all go? What does day to day look like? What all do you do? Like serving people there? I know there's oyster roast. There's all yeah. sorts of cool stuff going on. So we're based out of um, like so our businesses run out of Conscience Point Historic Site, uh-huh. which is actually where the first English settlers landed in New York State, and it's owned by the that. Southampton History Museum. So they have also co-sponsored our program because they believe in what we do, uh, and we have a lease on that land, and we exchange. Services for for museum tours. Um, in that same location is the oyster farm that we work with over there. Yeah, um, but we get started, so we leave here just before Memorial Day. Uh-huh. Uh, they say Memorial Day is the start of summer, but it's a kind of a it's a little cold, so people aren't really rocking and rolling yet. Uh, so we get down there maybe a week before Memorial Day, start getting the gear ready, just start unloading things, cleaning up boats. We have like four different trailers of kayaks. We allocate a camp trailer, a rental trailer, and then spill over for our corporate events and our bigger museum tours. Um, you know, I make orders on anything that I might need to replace. I usually, sometimes I do that at the end of a season or early in a season, life jackets, paddles, things like that. And then we get all of our stuff ready and we're usually pre-booked. Like I'll have bookings come in kind of around this time of year and then slowly through the spring. Okay, so when you show up, you're... When I show up, we're pretty much ready to roll. It's go time, Except for like rentals. We we do offer like kayak rentals. We want to be for all, for everybody, you know. So with our rentals, we give maps of the area, but that will be like the day of or two days earlier. But for our camps and our private tours, a lot of them are booked well in advance. Man, I love... So we know what we have. I love that. And then, y'all, this is not taking people out fishing or it's not your typical guiding service this is like interactive hands-on nature conservation teaching like i mean you're taking kids out and families out and like truly like giving them an experience in in the water and and around nature they they've never experienced in their whole life for a lot of people some of them have and and i mean i've taken out people that work for national geographic i've taken out people that have been very in-depth Explorers. I mean, again, my clientele, being that we're in Southampton, yeah. are, are you know pretty high net worth. They've traveled. They are fairly worldly. Uh, fortunately, um, you know, I have too, so we can relate on places that we've been, destinations, and what really makes me a good guide. Or two part. One is social skills, being able to know when that's too much and when that's not enough, and and continue on that path. And also, I'm a dad. And I, I gear it towards the kids, just like if I'm taking my family out. Love it. You know, as long God, as my kids brilliant. are happy, I'm happy. So that's kind of, you know, it's put myself in their in their shoes. And I give them a tour based on that. It's all the same information, same location, but the presentation is going to be unique depending on the Sure. And, and now you and I have talked a little bit. Uh, we have so many similarities in business and, and different things we love to talk about and share and you know, right now you're in that transition time of being back in Athens and it's the fall and you've done a heck of a job building a rental portfolio with passive income, but at this point it's pretty passive. So 
you know, things are kind of quiet. Yes. And so <laughs> there's a little bit of that lost feeling of what am I doing every day? But now when you're there showing up every day on the water teaching, like, I mean, it just, I can just tell in the pictures, it lights you up. Yeah. The smiles, the videos, like, man, you truly, like, truly love it. Yeah. I mean, on a next level, love it. Like, so much so you'd probably do it for free or pay to do it if you had to. Absolutely. Which is, how do we get that? How does other business owners, how did you build that? How did you get there? How do you have something you do and make a, again, you talked about pre-booked. Financially, dude, you are crushing it with, with these camps and East End Explorer and all the things you're doing. You've been able to build a business that financially crushes it on something that you would pay to do every day. <laughs> how did you get there? Did it? And how does other people figure that out? So um, this is the entrepreneur dream, <laughs> by the way. You know that, right? Uh, you're you're like the unicorn. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> a good question, Chad. Well, okay, let's I back just, it up. Uh, yeah, let's. How did you? Let's start about how did you get there? Did it start with one kayak and one person? Did it start with okay? I'm going to start taking people out and see how it goes. Or well, I, I worked. I worked for another company. Yeah. So I. Um, you know, I, I met somebody that owned uh, a company that was a, a beach and bicycle shop, and they also offered kayak tours. Okay. And, and you took that job because you, that's something you just wanted to do, or you wanted to learn that business? I took that job because I wanted to be out. And, so I used to work on charter fishing boats. Right. And um, the part of that that I really enjoyed was taking the families out when they were kids. Yep. And so the um, so then when there was an opportunity to get into paddle uh, kayak guiding, and yeah. paddleboard guiding, I, I jumped on it. That and sounds I was awesome. I was in my 20s. I can make a little bit of money and do it a lot. It was a lot of fun. I'm an employee, so yeah, I love yeah. going to work. Exactly. All right. Step exactly. number one. All right, I like so this. Do take a job as would, an employee. Yes. Not, don't take a job for money to do something you love right. on the weekends. Take a job, even if it – I assume the pay is crap. Crap, terrible, that. horrible. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – but I didn't have a family then. Sure. You know, so it was like, um, yeah, I, I just took a job. I did it. It was an experience, and my life was, I would just fill it with experiences. But fortunately, it was just, you know, the first year I did it, I started in the middle of the summer. Yeah. It was just like eight weeks left, and maybe a little less, and, and I was like, I was great. And so I came back the next summer, <laughs> and that's when I started kind of evolving with it. And then I worked with a different company that had a little bit more in-depth tours, and I evolved with that too, and then that was when I was like, I'm... I want to do this on my own. Okay, so let's pause there. Yes, all right. So you're you figured out something you like doing, and now you're seeing some angles like, oh, this could be better. We could make more money doing this, or we could be a better provide a better experience for the customer mm-hmm. if we done this, or we're doing two hours. They want five. Why don't we offer? Were you thinking at that time, man? I can work my way up and into management here. Or I can work my way up sharing these ideas and help this company grow. Or are you. Or are you like, I immediately need to go out on my own and build build a better master up? I, I tried to work with the company that I was with briefly. Ah, so I even mean, at that point, you're I not. I mentioned it yeah. about going in as a partner. And Love it. To, to, um, to build a camp program. God. And then. They when, had capital. They had the resources. They had yes, the clientele already. They had everything already. And they. Y'all could have flipped the switch and crushed it together. Well, they didn't love it as much as I did. Uh-huh. So that was it. When when 
you know, when I said, let's talk tomorrow at eight and they're too busy to have that conversation, well, then you're too busy for my ideas. And that's so exactly that's okay. right. I don't, I don't, so that's when I was like, I'm doing this on my own. Um, the first year was a little, it was a little difficult. <laughs> like, you know, um, the first year we, I wasn't sure because I had guaranteed income. Um, you know, I had worked my way up to a manager with the other company and I was the lead guide, but I was also managing larger paddles and events and the pay was better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I probably started making double what I started. Um, but it's still, it wasn't even about the pay. It was about autonomy and, and pride in what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And so I just took a risk and I scrimped everything I had together. And I think I mentioned to you, I actually went to beaches on Saturdays when I didn't yes. have any bookings, put kayaks and paddle boards out, handed out cards and offered free rentals. Um, just come out on the gear, check it out, see if you're comfortable. If you've never been on a paddleboard, here's your opportunity to do that. Um, man, you're giving them a little sample. Like, little here sample. you go, here's a free sample. Here, go try this. Get on this paddleboard. And then if you love it, let me tell you more about exactly. how we can turn this into an uh, even much more awesome experience. Exactly. So you care so much about the service and the deliverable of, of what you are doing. You weren't happy where you were at. The money was better. It was at that point, but you're like, you know what? There's there's ways to make this better, and I care so much about. You know, at that point, you're still wasn't like, let me go start a company to make way more money. It was all about how to just provide a better experience, right? And in you know what you love to do, and Which, we evolved. Man, it so makes sense. From like, I started out. You, I would say I'm, I'm a kayak guide, but now I say that jokingly. <laughs> See, I'm not a kayak guide. I mean, sure, I, I guide kayak tours. But we are a nature experience program. Like our our main bread and butter, and you do our book, so you know, uh, is is the camp. I yep. mean, we are taking children and giving them five days of this intensive outdoor experience. I mean, it's fantastic. We're we're changing lives. I have when they come back every summer, I watch them grow up, and they go from scared of something to confident to so confident they're showing other kids that are scared. It's a full circle. I had a camper that started with me in 2018, was a counselor this summer. Like, that was beautiful. Uh, so full circle, um, yes. And so, and then, yeah, and then I started just knowing my worth. And I realized that time is finite, summers are short, and I'm Now this needs to be a business. It's doing. my, yeah, yeah there, there's. I, I know you like the product. Here's what the product costs. Proof of concept. Yes, all right, so. You were an employee doing something you loved. You're like, hey, I love water. I love being outside. I love being around people. I love offering experiences. You're an employee. You worked your way up. A manager there a couple years into it. You had ideas. You had ways to make it better. You pivoted that and say, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not necessarily losing anything, so – let me transition over. Let me try to start my own business to do this the way I want to, the way I think it could be better. And you hustled it. You grinded. You offered free kayaks, and you offered different things. And then you continued to improve it. And then at some point, the shift to business owner mindset changes, it sounds mm-hmm. like. It was like, okay, I have limited time. I have the demand. I've proved the concept. People want what I have. My market has money. They'll pay for this. This is an experiences of that are changing people's lives. That's valuable. 
And so you've just been able to continue to tweak and harness and turn those dials. How many years have you been in business? Now? So 2017 we started. Awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, going backwards, if that company would have listened to your ideas and partnered with you, would that have been an awesome – would it have grown faster? Or are they crazy for not doing that? Do you They're crazy you? for not doing it. Yeah, I, would have, I would have pulled the whole – I would have pulled their business up. Yeah. And they would have done nothing for me. And you, and <laughs> to be honest, do with you, you think you'd have stayed? Nah, I nah, guess well because we did when we started the camp. Again, I partnered up with a larger camp as a, and we became offering a program, and we did that for a number of years. Yep. Um, and the truth is that well, we were sharing the money, and I was you know earning most of it, but the real reason that I left was not for the money. It was for the respect and the autonomy of doing this my way. Um, and this, was, this summer was our, first, was our first summer away from that partner. And they're, they're pissed. They're angry. We took <laughs> a lot of money out of their bankroll. But you know what? Like, I did a lot less business than I did with them because they're a marketing powerhouse. They have sure. seven facilities across New York. They're very large. Um, but I don't have to compete with them. I just needed to give the best service for the campers that signed up for my program, that the best I can offer them, and I did, and they came back, and they will come back. And so it was a step back, although without having to share with them, financially we still doubled. Oh, my God. So it was great. Less work, more money. Less work, more money, and now we're starting again. The, and so it can keep growing. Because yes. we hit about 70% of the numbers that we thought we were going to hit. Oh, my God. Um, and and so that was a lot of the future is bright. Yeah. So obviously you've turned from kayak guide to business owner. and I, I mean, still haul like, kayaks. Like, I still carry them every right. day, keep me young, keep me strong, you know. But, <laughs> but, but you are a business owner, man. You have a business mindset now. You speak the language. Even more so, like, you're into rentals and passive income yeah. and uh, you've owned other businesses. You, you have other things in the works, other irons in the fire. At any point during this, were you like, okay, now that I understand business, I should go do something else, or I should start another business that that that's year round? Recommend? Did you question any? You have what you love. You're in the process of building what you love, but along the way, have you questioned every day, and and every day because you know we're busy people. Yep. I, I, it's hard to go from seven days a week. You know, I go down to the water. I have clients. I'm having conversations with, I mean, titans of industry. Yeah, billionaires. Uh, billionaires. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, celebrities. You know, I've, there's a celebrity that came in wearing one of my hats. Like, people that I used to watch on TV are friends. I love uh, for it. For going from that every day and getting that validation, kids are having the time of their life. Parents are happy. You know, the account keeps growing to the light switch being turned off. <laughs> It's a very discerning thing, but you know, Chad, like the analogy with the with the Christmas tree. Yes, farm. that's what I was just so, about to say. You know, you can have the best Christmas tree farm in the world, but in March you're not selling a Christmas tree. Exactly. It's nothing against your business. So for me, I have you know, I come to Athens, and my wife is a professor here, and 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 the kids are going to school, and I need to realize, hey, this is my time to just chill out. Like, I don't have to work here. I will get myself involved in things, and I'll cause my own stress by doing that. <laughs> but the truth is, it, it's for right now, at least in my life, 
it's better that I'm available for my wife and children. Yes. And I cook dinner. You've got freedom. Yes, I've got freedom. I mean, well, you got kids. Which is, well, I agree. (laughs) Which for a business owner is like the dream, but it's also a blessing and a curse. I think that's the crazy part. We, we all, I think we all work more to work less. We're like, but then when we have less work, we're like, Ooh, I don't know if I like this. What am I going to do now? So, all right, man, I love that so much. Um, Looking back, you built something you love from scratch. You went from employee to a business that not only offers freedom, it offers financial freedom. Y'all are crushing it. You get to rub elbows with titans and celebrities. You get to take people out and show them things that's just the most amazing experience ever. You love it. You have built a business you love. Looking back on that journey, would you do anything different? Would you approach it different? Would you do something different? I would have left that camp partner earlier. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you would have still been an employee in the early days. You would have still learned the business well, through working yeah, somewhere yeah, it's else. It's much yeah. better to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. I 100% um, agree. Because, you know, I knew, I knew what kayaks to buy. I knew what trailer fits the most gear. I knew how to, you know, staffing is really difficult. Finding help in the Hamptons is next to impossible. Oh, I can't have imagine. A, I mean, an, an entry-level house is a million dollars. It's very hard to get anybody to help. So I need to be able to still carry the brunt of this business. I mean, it is me. So I, I, it's a business. It's a job. I mean, it's both. Leaving, getting that initial experience was very important. Um, and I would have done it for free still just to learn what I learned. But once you learn it, it's in your toolbox. Yep. I can, I understand how a tour company works back and forward. Um, leaving the camp partner, I stayed too long because I felt I owed them. Okay. The loyalty the side. Loyalty side. Yeah. Um, but when the, when that loyalty didn't feel reciprocated, I yeah. paid you plenty of money. Okay. So you, <laughs> so you would you would have kept the beginning stages of this thing the same. You would have yeah. said, I love the way you said, man, and this I think it's just huge. And we've had several people on this show that done this. They wouldn't work for free somewhere else mm-hmm. just to learn. But you you just said, hey, going backwards, I would do it for free because what I learned and what I put in my toolbox to be a business owner was, mm-hmm. was huge. You learned on somebody else's dime. It was like, they paid you to train exactly. and learn from their mistakes, but you would have left the partner sooner. Would you have tried to grow faster? Would you have tried to hire more employees sooner? Would you have bought more kayaks sooner? Would you have borrowed more money or borrowed less money? Anything else along the way you think like, hey, it's, man, I, from what I've learned and if I had it to do over and know what I knew then, I would I would do things different? Or is it, no, man, I would have just grown no. what I've grown and, and, and love what I'd was doing every day. I think I've done it at the appropriate rate. I, yes. You know, that's the thing is that I can't, any decision I'm going to make for like 2024, for the next summer, if it's not in place by May, it's not happening. I don't have any time. What, I have to build everything to be ready by May. I love and that. And then I just execute it. When it's performance time. I just have to perform. You perform. You don't try to tweak or perfect the product in the middle of performance. That's huge. I think the rest of us screw that up. We're in we're in the thick of it. We're in the mix of got to perform and working twelve hours a day and still trying to tweak. You say, "Hey, let me tweak in the off season. 
when I show up, it's go time. Because we went during I like you know, that. this performance stage, we have to tweak small things because we're weather and tidally determined. So I'm thinking safety. Yep. And I'm thinking, you know, happy, happy campers, happy clients. I can't, everything else, I have to just trust my gut and just say, I said I was doing this, I'm doing this. Um, I, I offered a product last summer that uh, one day explore experience for kids that couldn't commit to the camp or say they're like, you know, doing lacrosse and they wanted, but they still want to do this with some friends. And I booked a few of them. But the truth is, I shouldn't have offered that. That ended up taking up a lot of my slots where I could have just like offered not to work, just hang out with my family. It, now I'm swapping that afternoon over to the fishing camp. I think that's going to be a bigger hit. Absolutely. And also it's Monday through Thursday, so I have that captive audience. Uh, instead of just doing it one day, because that doesn't fit with everybody's schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're 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 now balancing protecting the business, your time, making sure you have that balance of, but, and also, but pushing the envelope on creativity and money and yeah. and more products and offerings and things bring to the table. So I love the way that's happening, man. This has been an amazing start to this two part episode. Um, we I love this piece of like guiding our listeners, entrepreneurs, our business owners. So many people out there don't love what they do or they're an employee somewhere trying to make enough money to go start the business they think they love. But I think you've just guided us on truly how to start from scratch, from like going to take your job somewhere of building something you love and building a business you love. It's also like I, one of the things, and I, I say this all the time, is I was broke when I started. So – there's no the fear. Yeah, no fear. Like taking the risks on on betting on yourself. That's if I was worried about like, you know, I buy used cars. I have all these like if I had big overhead in my just life because of lifestyle creep, I, I might not have been willing to take these risks. You're exactly right. But you doing, kept your lifestyle and your expenses and your minimalist. financials in a place to say, you know what? If I lose everything, I hadn't lost that much. I'm right, fine. exactly. And so doing that gave me confidence to do it. That's huge. If not, you you get really spooked. Yeah, and you can lose. You know, you can lose everything. Yep. You're cutting ties and investing in toys. Interesting. <laughs> you know? Interestingly enough, you can lose everything that you don't really love, or you can keep all that away for a little while. And put all your energy in building a business you love, and risk everything there. Man, it's that little mindset shift. Mm-hmm. I think is the game changer because society right now pushes us to buy the things, I go in it. debt, get the stuff, go put yourself in a position where you got stuff to lose, even though that stuff doesn't make you happy. Right, you're showing up working a job fifty hours a week that you hate. Yeah. But you're driving a nice car there. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's like, like right. you know, man. This is how you build a business you love. And the second part of this conversation next week is going to be around how to continue to maintain and not screw up a business you love. And how do you keep a business you love serving you as a business owner, not you serving it? Do you scale? 
do you not scale? What do you do from here? You're dialing things in. Now you have even more time and more freedom, which is a dream and also a curse like Mm -hmm. we talked about. In the meantime, as you all wait for this next episode and the leveling up to more detail on a business you love and how to manage that and keep it going and keep it serving you, check out Eric, man. Where do they go right now? Easton Explorer on Instagram, uh, the Easton website. Paddler on Easton Instagram. Paddler, yep. And EastonExplorer.com is our tour website, and EastonExplorerCamp.com is our summer camp website. I love it. You all check that out. You're going to go on there and see how much Eric loves what he's out doing every day, how much he loves his business, and you are going to just be blown away with the content in the next episode. It's amazing. So excited to chat here with Eric. So excited for this two-part piece of the Stronger Business Podcast, man. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. You know I got it if you want to come get it. Stand next to this money like, hey, 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 shake, shake.